This is Mission Control, Houston. Ignition sequence start. I've been preparing for this all my life. Here's Porter on hard and taking him to school. What a great play by Jay Shante. KJ Martin climbed Bobon Mountain. T-minus 15 seconds. Guidance is internal. And you've seen tonight that we, we fought together, we stayed together, and it's about damn time, man. Six, five, four, three, two, one. The Houston Rockets have retained control of their draft pick. It did not convey to the Oklahoma City Thunder, and they will be picking number two overall in the 2021 NBA draft. What is up? Welcome to another episode of Locked on Rockets, the best and only daily podcast covering your Houston Rockets. As always, I'm your host, Jackson Gatlin, native Houstonian and partner at Apollo Media, all Houston, all original. Be sure to follow along on Twitter at JT Gatlin, the show, of course, at Locked on Rockets, as well as at Apollo H-O-U. And if you enjoy what we do here at Locked on Rockets, do me a favor, hit that subscribe button on our brand new YouTube channel, Apple, Spotify, Himalaya, Google, Stitcher, uh, the brand new Odyssey app, wherever you listen to your podcast, subscribe, subscribe on YouTube. We would sincerely appreciate it. Today's episode is brought to you by Spotify Green Room. Uh, Spotify Green Room, you can download the app and join myself and the Athletics Ali Kambijani each week live to get in on the action. Spotify Green Room changing the way that we talk sports. Let me tell you, I have not been this nerve-wracked since probably since Game 7 against the Golden State Warriors when the Rockets were in the midst of of their over 27 drought, watching Scott Foster wave off three-pointers, watching James Harden getting undercut. And that's how like sick to my stomach I felt. I, I honestly thought going into honestly thought going into the draft lottery that I was gonna be fine. I was like, you know what? I have resigned myself to this. If they lose their pick, so be it. If it falls to five, so be it. And then as we were leading into the hours and the the minutes before the draft lottery. I was terrible. I did not feel great. I, I the you know I, I was anxious. Um, at one point, I was like, I felt like I needed a Xanax. Like, I mean, it was bad. It was awful. But the good news is the Houston Rockets do walk away. They retain their draft pick, and the I mean, just walking through, like watching that draft lottery selection happen in real time live and seeing each pick come out and then the buildup to pick number five and then the wave of relief that hit me when pick number five showed up as the Orlando Magic pick. I just, I mean, my reaction's live because we were doing the live locked on show uh, via via Twitter. I mean, I pumped my fist. I was excited. And then like I was able to finally just like lean back in my chair and ha- and have this moment of like relaxation where it's like, OK, they're keeping their pick. It's all good. And then they come back from the commercial break. They're rolling through the next couple picks and they you know announce Toronto Raptors number four overall. OK. All right. Cleveland Cavaliers number three overall. OK. It's getting a little real. And then it comes out that the Rockets are picking number two overall. And I will 110% admit that there was this brief moment 
where I thought that the Rockets were going to walk away with the number one overall pick. But it that may not be the end of the world, and we're going to talk about that a little bit more in segment three. But just to recap very briefly, the overall lottery uh, outcome, starting with pick number 14, we're going to run through all the outcomes really quickly. Uh, it didn't deviate too much. Uh, obviously, the the Toronto Raptors and Cleveland Cavaliers jumping up a couple spaces, Detroit leapfrogging Houston. Um, but the final result tally, Golden State at number 14, uh, Indiana at number 13, San Antonio at number 12, Charlotte at 11, New Orleans at 10, uh, Sacramento at 9, uh, the Chicago pick at number eight conveys to the Orlando Magic. Then the Minnesota pick at seven conveys to the Golden State Warriors. Oklahoma City dropping to number six. Orlando dropping to number five. Toronto jumping up to the fourth overall spot. Cleveland jumping up to the third overall spot. Rockets at number two overall. And then the Detroit Pistons walking away with the number one overall selection out of the NBA draft lottery. Now, I think my the, the the first thing is we just have to take a moment and be appreciative of this, right? Because the goal coming in was just to secure the pick. And they did that. Passing up picks three and four, right? Landing at pick number two. That's just the cherry on top. That's gravy. That's the icing on the cake. Whatever you want to call it, right? Whatever expression you want to use. That was not my expectation. As soon as the Rockets kept their pick, I would have been ecstatic with pick number four. And instead, now they're at pick number two, which gives them so many options, so much flexibility for what they're going to do. And we're going to talk about that a little bit you know, more in this episode. But just be grateful, because I know that there's like a contingent of Rockets fans and based on all the, uh, you know, the live reactions. And, you know, we did a, a Spotify green room for about two hours uh, after the selections were made and just kind of going over Rafael Stone's press conference comments, which we're going to talk about in just a moment and kind of just just reacting because that's what this was such a big moment. This was a pivotal moment in the Rockets franchise history, because had they not gotten this pick. It would have set them back a few years. It really would have. But now they have the ability to select a young top prospect out of a really star studded NBA draft or potentially trade the pick for an established prospect. I don't know. We're going to see what Rafael Stone decides he's going to do. But this absolutely follows the timeline of the Rockets rebuild and helps not quite expedite them the way that the number one overall pick would have with Cade Cunningham, but it absolutely puts them back on track. And the biggest thing, the main takeaway really quickly, this is now needs to be viewed as a direct result of the James Harden trade. Because, and we've talked about this before, right? My favorite term for the last few months has been organically tanking. And the fact that the Rockets had the opportunity this season to pivot and bottom out. And it wasn't, it still wasn't 100% intentional, right? The Christian Wood injury, and, and there were a lot of factors at play here. But the Rockets wound up being the worst team in the NBA, which gave them the greatest odds at retaining their draft pick, which they did. And so now you need to look at this number two overall selection and whatever the Rockets ultimately do with it, be it draft a top prospect or maybe potentially packaging it in a deal for an already established star or maybe trading up in the draft. We're going to talk about that in a minute. You have to look at this as a direct result of the James Harden trade because had the Rockets traded for 
that Ben Simmons offer, right? Or had the Rockets kept the pieces from the Brooklyn Nets deal, Karis LeVert, Jarrett Allen, that everybody clamored for them to keep from the jump, right? Had they done that instead of just basically going for all the draft capital that they received and Victor Oladipo, who wound up not panning out, had they not gone that route, the Rockets would not have been bad enough to keep the pick this season. It just wouldn't have happened. And the pick would have conveyed to Oklahoma City more than likely, or the pick swap may may just not you know not have happened anyways. You know, if if the Rockets were uh, somehow a better team than the Miami Heat at pick number eighteen, then look, we're talking about a team that's potentially you know in the playoffs, maybe an upset round one. Who knows, right? But the main point is that the James Harden trade allowed this outcome to happen. And that now we can look at this as not only just the the bevy of picks that showed up via the James Harden trade, via Brooklyn, all of that. Now we can look at this number two overall pick as a direct result of that trade. So you have to tip your cap to Rafael Stone because it well it worked out right. And now this this is going to be another asset in the chamber of the Houston Rockets to potentially not potentially, but to to actually continue along this rebuilding process and get the team back to a place where it wants to be, whether that be drafting a player with this pick, again, trading the pick potentially, whatever they decide to do with this pick, whether it's Evan Mobley, whether it's Jalen Green, Jalen Suggs, whoever that may be, and we're going to talk about that in just a second. This pick is a direct result of the James Harden trade, and I really want to hammer that in because there's still a lot of people that were upset by the results of that James Harden trade that there wasn't a tangible, like, yes, we got this because of the James Harden trade, because they were disappointed in the Victor Oladipo outcome, because they were disappointed that we that the Rockets flipped Victor Oladipo for Kelly Olynyk and Avery Bradley and a future pick swap. No, now you have a tangible thing to hold on to and say, yes, the Rockets got this as a direct result of the James Harden trade. And more than likely, this will turn into a young, exciting prospect to be able to cheer for in the coming seasons for the Houston Rockets. So coming up, I do want to talk about those exciting prospects and what directions the Rockets can potentially go with this, as well as Rafael Stone's comments Uh, in the press conference that he yelled immediately after the results were announced. But first, we have a quick message from our friends over at Spotify Greenroom. Now, Spotify Greenroom is the first social audio platform made for sports fans. The app is free to download, and once you're in, you can talk with me, athletes, and insiders in real time, other fans, uh, you know, about your favorite team or sport, about the Houston Rockets. You can jump on there and talk like we did for hours about the Rockets receiving the number two overall pick. So go download the Spotify Greenroom app. It's available available on all iOS devices as well as Android devices. Uh, be sure to to make a profile, uh, follow me at JT Gatlin on the app. Be sure to follow AliCon as well at Rockets underscore Insider on the app. Create your profile, link your Twitter, do all that good stuff. Join us for our weekly room. It's been kind of moving around a little bit, but we're still doing the weekly room on Spotify Green Room. Be sure to check it out. Spotify Green Room, changing the way that we talk sports. And continuing on here at Locked on Rockets, your daily podcast home for everything Houston Rockets basketball, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, discussing the just I'm still letting it kind of wash over me because, again, there was like almost this for I don't want to say foregone conclusion, but there was just I I did not the, the vibes were not immaculate going into NBA draft lottery. I was not super confident. I know some people were. And look, even though the Rockets had 
Hakeem Olajuwon, Rockets legend Hakeem Olajuwon there representing them. And, and just shout out Hakeem for bringing the good luck. You know, he brought the city two championships back to back. He is the hands down greatest rocket of all time, a Houston sports icon and having him represent the team absolutely brought the, the, the good energy, the good vibes. And look, he secured the Rockets number two overall pick in this, right? So shout out Hakeem Olajuwon for once again, putting the Rockets organization on his back and helping them to the promised land this time in the NBA draft lottery. But I was not feeling super confident going into it. I mean, I was, I was struggling and now they come out of it with the number two overall pick, which means they have their choice between Evan Mobley, Evan Mobley, Jalen Green and Jalen Suggs. And at least right now, and I could change this opinion down the line, but at least right now, I'm still firmly in the Evan Mobley camp. And my reasoning for that is I still view Evan Mobley as the clear-cut number two prospect in this draft behind Cade Cunningham. And there's a lot of people that are going to disagree with me, and that's totally okay. We spent two hours on Green Room talking about this, having people jump up with different opinions, different takes. Uh, we had some Jalen Suggs people in the audience. We had some, you know, a, a lot of Jalen Green people, and we had some Evan Mobley people. And that's what we're going to spend the next part. We have a little over a month before the NBA draft, July 29th. And so we're going to spend the better part of the next 35 to 40 days breaking down all the different avenues for this Rockets pick. And it's really important to note that you know, we're, we're going to get into some of Rafael Stone's comments from his press conference, but being at number two is such a unique position because it gives you so much control over what you ultimately want to do with that pick. Do the Rockets just make their selection, call it a day? That's an option. Do the Rockets potentially trade down, right? Do they feel like if Jalen Green is their target or if Jalen Suggs is their guy, do they feel that they can successfully trade down and then extract value out of the Cleveland Cavaliers or potentially the Toronto Raptors, right? By trading their pick down and, you know, acquiring a little bit of future draft capital or I don't know, a pick later in this draft, whatever, right? Another pathway, um, potentially trading up in the draft. And I'm still going to tuck that one away for the tail end of this, but uh, so many different ways that the Rockets can go with this number two overall selection. Rafael Stone, you know, in his press conference immediately afterwards, basically said that he actually didn't watch the draft lottery live. He didn't, you know, didn't want to deal with that, um, set an alarm. And when he had the finished results, he just kind of, you know, took a look at him. He's like, okay, cool. We can work with this. Um, so just kind of rolling through his commentary, uh, from his press conference, uh, a, a wonderful thread here, credit from the pod father himself, Ben DuBose, uh, cataloging everything that Rafael Stone said. Uh, so we'll just start with, you know, Stone, you know, look, Rafael Stone, he's a lawyer. He's, the, he's, he's not only a, a general manager of an NBA team, right? He's a lawyer as well. And so Everything that he says is going to have like a disclaimer built into it, and he's not going to paint himself into a corner or box himself in one way or another. Uh, so there were definitely there was definitely a lot of GM speak in some of his answers during this press conference. Um, but one of his main things, right, you know, that the Stone says the easiest way to make a mistake is to predetermine what you're going to do. We're going to do all the work. Now, he did go on to say that they've 
you know, really been focusing kind of on the guys that they think are going to be available around that 23, 24 range as far as workouts are concerned, uh, because they knew that they had those picks, right? There was so much uncertainty around the top four pick and whether or not they would actually retain it. Now that they know they have the top four pick, they're going to do their due diligence on all of the prospects around that range. Uh, they'll do the workouts, you know, conceivably with Mobley, with Suggs, with Green, uh, Kaminga, all those top guys and really see what direction they feel like they should go. Uh, Stone did say that he's in Chicago for the NBA draft combine uh, and that Steven Silas is actually currently on vacation, uh, but is going to be joining him in just a few days. And there was one that, again, everybody kind of like, I, even I like jokingly kind of freaked out about this one a little bit where Stone essentially said that, you know, uh, you know, he basically said word for word, we're likely to get someone really talented if we pick the pick. And that was the one where it's like, if we pick the pick, what do you mean, man? And, you know, after taking a few seconds to really like think about it, it's again, it's just GM speak. It's just Rafael Stone not painting himself into a corner, keeping his options open because, hey, right. If, you know, for whatever reason, the Dallas Mavericks come knocking down the door and say, hey, we're really interested in that number two overall pick for whatever reason. How about Luka Doncic, right? Like how would a trade look? you know, if the Mavericks were to approach the Rockets in some capacity. So all you do is you leave the door open, right? You take the phone calls. And one that was real, that was suggested as a potential pathway, right? For this number two overall pick is there's very few players that I think you, you entertain that phone call for. Uh, but Saman Ali, uh, who jumped in Rockets reporter for ESPN 97.5 here in Houston, uh, who jumped into our Spotify green room immediately afterwards as we were celebrating and kind of reacting to the news. Saman Ali kind of suggested the idea that would you entertain the idea of a Carl Anthony Towns trade for the number two overall pick? And I got to say, that's a really, really, really tough one because Cat is a bona fide star big man and he's already established and he's a dominant force. That's that's one where you at least listen to the phone call from ex-Rockets executive Gerson Rosas and you just kind of see where his head is at, right? If he says like, give me the number two overall pick and Christian Wood, then you kind of, maybe you hang up the phone, right? I don't know. There's possibility there, though, and that's the most important part is the Rockets now have all these options of which direction they want to go. Do they draft the pick? Do they trade the pick? Do they trade up? Do they trade down? What happens with this pick? And we're going to examine all those different pathways moving forward. But the main thing is they kept the pick. And I cannot say that enough because that was the number one priority going into the draft lottery was will the Rockets keep their top four draft pick? And they did. It's I'm still letting it settle in. I, I just I, I honestly I don't know how how much longer I'm going to be in shock for because this was a momentous occasion. It really was this like right. You know, we were in the Spotify green room and we were, you know, just going over all the different pathways and stuff and, and the different possible outcomes and what may or may not happen with this pick. And I got to tell you, like I zoned out for a majority of the uh, Suns Clippers game. I tuned in at the tail end because I had everybody in the room uh, yelling, yelling at me to, to tune in for the last couple possessions. So I did that and then I went back later and rewatched it. But I mean, I would, I could not have been less concerned with that game because this was the Rockets playoffs and it paid off big time. So coming up, I do want to talk about 
A bit of an interesting report coming out of Detroit, uh, as well as some final thoughts, final you know reactions to this one uh, to the to the NBA draft lottery, and you know some general thoughts on on Mobley, Suggs, Green, uh, kind of you know final wrapping up thoughts, and we'll get there after a quick message from our friends over at Built Bar. Now, look, if you've never had a protein bar that you actually care about, right? You've never bitten into a protein bar and thought, oh, okay, this is actually pretty good. You've got to check out Built Bar. They are the number one protein bar on the market. And the reason why, it's not really a protein bar. It's basically a candy bar that's jam-packed with protein. They have so many different amazing flavors to choose from. Mint chocolate brownie, coconut almond, cherry, raspberry, salted caramel, you name it. They probably got it as a flavor. They don't even sound like protein bar flavors. They sound like luxurious, you know, dessert flavors at like a fancy dessert gallery. Every single bar is low-cal, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber. They are amazing if you're on a keto diet. And you can check them out. Just go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCK15 to get 15% off your very next order. Again, that's promo code LOCK15 for 15% off your very next order at BuiltBar.com. And one more message from my friends over at BetOnline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and the easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. We've got baseball season, been in full swing for a minute now. NBA playoffs going on very strong. Uh, The Rockets just finished their playoffs with the NBA draft lottery. Uh, They've also got NHL, UFC, MMA, you name it, they have it over at Bet Online. So before the next pitch, before the next playoff game, head over to Bet Online, check it out. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore, and be sure to use promo code Locked On to get a fifty percent welcome bonus on your very first deposit. Again, that's promo code Locked On, L O C K E D O N, for a fifty percent welcome bonus on your very first deposit. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. And final segment here at Locked On Rockets, your daily podcast home for everything Houston Rockets basketball, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every single day. Today on our road to the finals, our NBA playoffs coverage is brought to you by Michelob Ultra. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. And at 2.6 carbs and 95 calories, we can all enjoy the games a little bit more this season. Now, I would be remiss if I did not take a moment to shout out the Gemini boys gang for holding it down with all the good vibes and the good energy rolling into the NBA draft lottery. So all the prominent Geminis of Rockets Twitter, whether you're a May Gemini or a June Gemini, wherever you are, shout out to you because we started that whole stupid Gemini boys thing like a month ago. And it was like one of the dumbest things that we did. But as, as things are to do on the Twitter sphere, We did it. We commented on it. It became a thing. We started like collecting a list of names of who had birthdays in May and June and who fell into the Gemini calendar and, you know, pooling our collective Gemini energy towards the Rockets so that they would walk away with the uh, with the top four pick. And hey, it worked right. If you did anything superstitious, if you like, you know, didn't you know, didn't shower or rock like an old school jersey or if you did, you know, if you were fasting, shout out Don for fasting. You know, whatever you did to try and, you know, to try and harness uh, any, you know, superstitious beliefs or whatever to try and and secure the top pick for the Rockets. Shout out to you because it happened. You did it. You are as much a part of this as anybody else. Uh, we did it collectively. This was a group endeavor. <laughs> so I just I can't like I'm taking this moment. I'm just enjoying it. It's just. Because again, like, and after the season that the Rockets had, 
17 and 55, the 20 game losing streak, franchise worst losing streak in hit like worst for worst losing streak in franchise history. Man, it's a good thing I don't speak for a living because I'm really bad at it sometimes. Um, no, I mean, it's just it's a great feeling. And this feeling that I'm feeling, I, I hope you're feeling too, you know, j- just the sense of relief that it's finally over, that the Rockets do have a top selection and that this is going to help expedite their future and their rebuilding process. Uh, it's just, it's, it's great news. It really, really, really is. Now, the thing that I kind of tucked away all the way back here in the third segment uh, is that Everybody thinks that Cade Cunningham is a foregone conclusion at the number one overall pick, and that may not be the case because James L. Edwards III, Detroit's beat writer for The Athletic, basically said that Evan Mobley and Jalen Green will be heavily considered by the Pistons as well. So here is his are, are the exact words uh, from Edwards III. Now, while Cunningham has been the consensus number one overall pick, it's not a lock he'll be the top choice. Sources tell The Athletic that Green and Mobley, too, will be in heavy consideration for the number one pick. Green is a 19-year-old bucket getter who had tremendous flashes playing in the G League this past season. Mobley is the unicorn seven-foot center with ball skills and an elite defensive skill set. General Manager Troy Weaver has over a month to figure out which direction he wants to go, and it's apparent he's in no rush to make a decision. There's a lot of talented guys at the top, said Weaver, who believes there should be five players considered for the top pick. This is a draft that has a lot of talented guys. We'll vet them all out and be ready to go. So, again, this could just be GM speak, right? Cade is still, to me, the clear consensus number one overall pick. But maybe, in the Pistons' eyes, they value Jalen Green or Evan Mobley more. And that's still a distinct possibility. We've seen stranger things happen before. Shout out Sacramento with Marvin Bagley. Like, uh, you know, shout out Atlanta with Trey Young and Luka Doncic's trade, right? Like, there's so many different outcomes. And so it's not a foregone conclusion that the Pistons are going to draft Cade Cunningham number one overall, which means Rafael Stone and the Houston Rockets could potentially still be in play for the number one overall pick. This means they might be able to take that number two overall pick and maybe trade up and take Cade Cunningham. Now, at that point, what are you willing to trade up for, right? What would Detroit want out of the Rockets to you know trade up? And here's the other thing, right? Is the other teams, Cleveland, Toronto, those teams might be in play to trade up as well. Now, here's the question is if, say, you know, the Pistons wanted to trade down, do they realistically think that the Rockets are clear cut in their choice of who they're going to take at number two? Like, are they comfortable? You know, with okay, if the Rockets look like they're going to go Mobley, are they comfortable taking Jalen Green at maybe number three and then orchestrating a trade with the Cavs, who might be willing to offer a bit more than the Rockets are to leapfrog the Rockets at number two? So many different outcomes, so many different possibilities. To me, I don't know. I, I haven't. I haven't had enough time. We're still, you know, only a, only a few hours removed from from the the whole draft lottery itself. I haven't had enough time to process this, but I'd be willing to throw together some form of a, a competitive offer to the Pistons to, to try and convince them to 
you know, switch places and let the Rockets take Cade number one overall and then let them drop down to number two and take Jalen Green or Evan Mobley, whoever they value at that pick, I'd be game for that. Because again, Cade Cunningham, I still think is the number one prospect in this draft. And if you, if you're talking about an opportunity to get Cade Cunningham over one of the other prospects, I'd take it if the price isn't too steep, right? Maybe it's something to do with uh, the future protected first round draft pick that the Pistons owe to the Rockets. Maybe the Rockets unload a future pick or two out of the Brooklyn Nets deal. I don't know. There's options there, right? Maybe the Detroit Pistons get a little greedy and they ask for somebody like a KJ Martin or a Jay Sean Tate in this deal. Who knows? There's so many different variables at play here, and you know that Rafael Stone is going to do his due diligence in figuring out what the best case scenario is for the Houston Rockets. They're going to get the workouts in. They're going to do all the work and figure out what direction they need to go in for the best case scenario for this Rockets franchise. But again, they kept the pick, and I can say that with a smile on my face because I'm not having to sit here and talk about the Rockets having lost their pick. I do highly recommend going to go check out Locked on Thunder for a bit of uh, how why can't I ever say it right? Uh, shot and shot and fraud, shoot and fraud, whatever. The thing that Dwight says in the office, right? Go check out Locked on Thunder because regrettably for Rylan, after you know building it up, the Thunder had an opportunity to walk away with not one, but two top five picks. In this draft, they walk away with zero top five picks in this draft. They will be picking at six and 18, right? Double checking my numbers on that. Yes, six and 18, which were the two worst case scenarios or one of the worst case scenarios for the Thunder overall. So shout out Rylan. I love what he does over at Locked on Thunder, but I'm going to enjoy this W. And there's also a really great video on my timeline of uh, some other Thunder uh, fans slash writers uh, from like Boomtown, Boomtown Hoops or whatever, reacting live to the pick. And uh, it's something else. I've watched that video about 10 times and every single time it gets a little bit better. I cannot revel in this enough. Again, we're going to have breakdowns the rest of this week. Uh, later this week, we'll be joined by uh, the podfather himself, Ben Bose, to share his thoughts and insight about this uh, situation for the Rockets moving forward. We're also going to be joined by the Athletics Alicon Bijani for a live show at some point later this week, which is going to be super fun. Probably go live directly via Twitter instead of using Green Room this time around. So that'll be a fun experience. Be sure to tune in for those. Soft plug here at the end, just check out the YouTube channel, subscribe. We're closing in on 300 subscribers in less than a week, which is just incredible. I was not expecting that level of like support right out of the gate, but that's been really, really cool to see. And I do have to say, it feels really cool to get to the end of an episode and not feel the need to run a tankathon sim. And just I'm looking at the finished tankathon sim, and I, I really am still beside myself at the fact that the Rockets are walking away with the number two overall selection in the 2021 NBA draft. So I might, I'm going to make sure I don't have anything else that I want to hit on really quickly. We're nearing the tail end of this episode. I'm still, again, like I, I'm still a little all over the place trying to wrap my head around this, make sure I've got that, talked about that. Yeah, I'm just, uh, I'm happy. <laughs> and I'm happy for Steven Silas. I said it going into this, that that was the guy that deserved a top pick more than anything. 
is, you know, Steven Silas deserved the opportunity at a fair shake, you know, having a chance to, to coach a team of young, exciting prospects. He's had a hand in, in developing and coaching LeBron and Steph and Luca. And now he's going to have a chance, hopefully, depending on what happens with the pick to develop and teach another exciting young prospect in Evan Mobley, who has you know elite two-way big potential. Jalen Green, who has that alpha scorer mentality and is going to be a bona fide bucket at the NBA level. Jalen Suggs, who is truly an elite lead combo guard, can be the primary facilitator, can be that you know secondary playmaker, you know, scoring guard, combo guard type guy. So many different exciting options for this Rockets franchise. And again, we're going to boil it down, strip each option down, evaluate, pick them all apart, figure out what the best case scenario is for this Rockets team moving forward. So you don't want to miss out on any of that. Be sure to subscribe to the show on YouTube. Subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast. But for today's episode, that is going to do it. As always, thank you so much for watching and for listening. And as always, we look forward to having you back right here at Locked on Rockets, your daily podcast home for everything Houston Rockets basketball.